Hello and welcome back to Mystical Sisterhood. This is your host, Maureen Spielman. Today, Marjorie Huebner joins me to talk about an exquisite form of healing work called the Rosen Method. When a dear friend's daughter suggested Marjorie and I talk, I was all in. Discovering healing modalities that are not yet on my radar is so full of possibilities. Join us today to lean into Marjorie's wisdom and knowledge on all things the Rosen Method and so much more. See you in the episode. Hey there, welcome to Mystical Sisterhood. This is your host, Maureen Spielman. I started this show to highlight the intuitives, healers, and other courageous women that I've met along my journey and continue to meet. Through amazing interviews, I seek to ask insightful questions to uncover ways in which you, the listener, can apply the wisdom and knowledge to your own life. I believe that we're all in this together, so sharing healing and joy and bringing community together is both my passion and purpose. If you'd like to learn more about the Mystical Sisterhood community I'm building, please visit www.mysticalsisterhood.com. See you in the episode. Welcome back to Mystical Sisterhood and welcome to Marjorie. I'm I'm beyond thrilled that you're here with me. We became connected through my dear friend Nani and her daughter Christine. And, um, I just love how the universe brings people together. I'm fascinated by your work. And so we'll dive in today. I'll just say to the audience that you're a practitioner of the Rosen method. So we're going to learn all about that. Something that aside from our conversation a week or two ago, it wasn't part of my world. So right there, that could be the whole podcast, but just, um, you have a lot of wisdom to share and a lot of wisdom about becoming centered, becoming heart centric, learning about how our body speaks to us and um, so much more. So welcome, Marjorie. So glad to have you. Thank you, Maureen. Really yeah. appreciate having this opportunity because it's unusual. To yes. Be, uh, yeah. People ha- don't know a lot about the Rosen method. So I'm happy to Mm. share about it and it just to clarify it has has two parts it has a movement part and a touch body work part okay beautiful well I want to dive into all of that your background with the body is fascinating I don't know where you want to start with your story and how you came to this work but I always just say to my guest wherever you want to start that makes sense to you to how you were led to being a body work mm-hmm. practitioner and expert? Well, I don't know about expert, but I I do, um, I want to start a long time ago, 50 years ago in high school. Um, I was drawn to a presentation of dancers and I thought, oh, I want to, it was through an urban arts program where you got to study with the artist in the community and you went, took a bus away from school and then back to school. And these dancers really, I thought, I want to be in my body. I want to learn more about movement. So I did that for when I started when I was 17, which is an old age to start dancing, really. But I realized, I think, that I wasn't a performer. I I studied dance for about 10 years, actually, and did some performing, but realized I was more interested in the connection between people, in improvisation, in the sensing of each other in space. So I started to study uh, body work and I started with massage and energy work, just exploring all kinds of 
touch work. Mm -hmm. And then um, I realized that people's tension wasn't getting better, that I was trying to fix it from the outside. And so I thought, well, there must be a better way. So just following the thread of my own um, practice, touching people, the privilege really of touching a lot of people in this intimate way, um, brought me to be curious about, well, hmm, how could this tension that people are holding change? Is there right. some other way to do it? So I started to explore different kinds of Hakomi um, and I found Rosen body work because it had a movement component, which of course I'd been a dancer mm. and um, this hands-on component. Yeah. And so Marion Rosen was a physical therapist and she started touching people in a certain way that brought out people's stories, that brought out people's emotions that seemed to have a way to get inside underneath the holding. And what was that holding doing for people, right? That was her, her curiosity. And that fit perfectly in what my question was, well, what, what is this holding all about? The muscle tension, what's going on there? So I wanna just um, talk a little bit about Marion Rosen because I think her background really helps know why she was so interested in that in a way mm -hmm. and that she was born in 1914 in Germany and she was a, a pretty you know a young woman during when when the Nazis were in control of Germany and she was not a practicing Jew her family family wasn't but she had Jewish ancestors and so she was considered Jewish and she's told a story at, at one of the intensives intensive trainings that I worked with her she said, you know, I grew up and it would say Juden verboten on the window, the store window, and it meant Jews forbidden. Mm -hmm. And she said, you know, no one should be forbidden without being known. And so there was something about her knowing how important it was to be seen and known for who you truly are. Mm -hmm. And that's the base of her work. So the touch is trusting that each person has their own knowing and wisdom and if we can, if they can live from that, if they can feel that and know that, not just from their heads, yeah. but from a deep knowing in their bodies, that they can actually relax. Well, um, I just want to remark on both your journey to the Rosen method, and then something that came up for her is just that following you had that it felt like a really intuitive question around why are people not letting go of their tension? What's going on here? There must be something more leading you down that path of just maybe trying these different avenues. I think it's remarkable how each of us has what will speak to us. And it, it's got to be related to what our purpose is and what our unique gifts are. Right. But then that also was true for it was Marion Rosen and mm -hmm. that she knew she from a young age that she wanted to know more about people to to tap into their being seen uh, based on her experience it's so beautiful well I think too you know her, she wasn't able to go to university because she was Jewish and so her mm -hmm. mother who was a kind of bohemian person <laughs> hooked her up with um the Gustafs and um Gustav Gustav Heyer, sorry, the Heyers. Gustav Heyer was a Jungian analyst and his wife was a body breath touch person and they combined the work. 
the mm -hmm. early mind-body work in the 30s in Germany. And so she was exposed to this idea that when people had a sense of their body, that they did better emotionally. Yes. It was early in her experience. And then she left Germany. She had to leave Germany as a Jew and, and escaped to, um, and came to the United States. And I think that stayed with her, right? Mm -hmm. Somehow, mm -hmm. that early experience. So yeah. And uh, I think for me, too, I had my own tension, right? So heal or heal thyself, my own <laughs> journey, my own curiosity. Yes, yeah. yeah. And uh, I realized that people um, weren't, other massage therapists weren't always getting the same response I was getting. Yeah. You know, I was touching mm -hmm. people and they would have emotions or they would tell me stories mm -hmm. about their life or they would reveal things. So I needed to find a way to how to, how to, how to do, deal with that when okay. I was, you know, in yeah. with them. And, and yeah, so Rosen method really has that. Um, okay. Well, it. I was going to ask you just a question for the listeners sort of background. So I think when we met, you know, just recently, I was saying, are we moving into the age of the body? Like where we're really, there's been research out there for, for quite some time, some very uh, foundational books written about like the body keeps the score. Um, I'm sure you have a lot that, that you've read and really have become important to you, but can you kind of talk about just how, how the body holds on to past experiences, emotions, and that kind of background work before you tell us about how touch releases it? I'd like to start with babies, mm. right? I, I'm not a mother, but I have nephews and I have studied a lot about some de about developmental movement and how the first really thing a baby needs to do is to yield, right? To be held mm. and to feel that ability to say, oh, I'm safe. There's a, there's a way to, when they're out of the, you know, the womb, yeah. there's a container for that. And we don't think babies come with an agenda to like manipulate us. If they're hungry, they let us know. If they need their diaper changed and they're uncomfortable, they let us know. So it's a natural, just natural that they pay attention to their body and the only, they're helpless pretty much. Yeah. So the only thing they can do is, is verbally protest. Mm -hmm. So as a parent, I'm guessing you figured out, oh, that, that, that's a hungry cry. Yeah. And so mm -hmm. when the mom feeds the baby, the baby can relax and the mom can relax. Oh, mm. that, that the need was met from the outside in. Yeah. And so the baby learns, oh, that means when I'm hungry later on, I, I know that sensation that that satisfies that sensation. Yeah. There's a direct relationship, right? Mm -hmm. But if we, every time a baby cries and we just feed them, they don't get to know, oh, I just want to be held or I'm, I need to be warmer or they don't get to differentiate the mm -hmm. sensation and the experience and integrate it. Okay. So maybe, you know, when we're need to be connected, we eat because right. that's, that's what was done mm -hmm. for us rather mm -hmm. than satisfy, really meet the need there. Okay. So we don't, mm -hmm. we get confused. We don't really know that sensation means I just need to cry because I got scared or, you know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. And it's, um, yeah, it starts so pure. It starts yeah. so there's just a few needs uh, to be held, to be fed, to be 
to feel connected though. And it feels like from your description that there can be almost like confusion or mixed messages, I guess is the word, even it's on such a, you know, nonverbal level of things. But I've, I've, you know, read that and know that, that, that imprinting occurs in the first years of life. And so it's very important to, to meet the need. So in a way, that same meeting is what happens in Rosen. So here you are, here I am. And where we come together through the contact, through the touch is a third place. It's a unique place of the meeting. Mm -hmm. What happens there? Mm -hmm. And that's where I bring my curiosity and invite you to to come. And what's it like to meet me? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And there's no right and wrong about that. Maybe you don't want to meet me. Maybe it's scary. And maybe I need to find another place to, to touch you or to, to give you a break from touch. I don't know, but we get to explore that meeting place. And the way that is different from massage is that I don't try to change anything. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I try, there's yeah. that word try. So <laughs> I, I meet, I just meet you and see what happens. It feels like a, an energetic meeting as well the two if is that right like in terms of people's energy fields and coming together in that that place that's always there but we don't talk about energy okay because we want to actually feel the sensations and the sensations are like we said when i'm hungry i know i will have a sensation i'm hungry so i eat or i'm Mm -hmm. tired so i rest so we want to start to explore well what is that sensation and we use words too, because we want to speak from the body. We want to make it conscious. Oh, I feel a little tingling there. Or mm-hmm. I feel some warmth there. We start with sensations so we can bypass thinking about things, stuff yeah. we know up here. Okay. So we want the bottom-up processing. We want to start with, what do I know from sensing this connection? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. sometimes it can heal you know, developmental relational yeah. wounds because we could explore, well, what it's like to be touched. And so, so the people, the people will say, oh, I feel comforted mm-hmm. or, you know, or I feel supported. I'm not trying to support them. I'm not trying to comfort them. Yeah. So what comes from their experience of the contact is what they needed. Yeah. Yeah. And therein lies the healing part. Do sometimes yeah. um, people come in saying, Marjorie, I have a sensation in a particular part of my body and, or sometimes it's where you lay your hands that then they become in touch with the sensation and the information underneath it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had a client has had had um, right shoulder problems. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, I want to, if, she, if it's, I ask permission or where do you want to be touched first? So I really, it's about really respecting that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. starting with what's safe enough for people yeah so that you may not go right to where the pain is we might start maybe we'll start somewhere else just to get used to each other start yeah. to have a connection it's, and yeah. what feels okay to that person but yeah sometimes people can really feel what's underneath right yeah. when there's that the support or contact and i'm mm-hmm. listening mm-hmm. we call it meeting <clears throat> and listening touch I'm not trying to change anything because you, I want them, I want you to feel what's there rather than bypass 
Mm -hmm. go around or which is what we learned to do or hold whatever we needed to hold in there. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. I feel like uh, trust is a big word that's coming to mind for me because um, we don't always have the opportunities to really learn how to trust uh, when we're young. And so it's the rebuilding and you're sharing about how respectful it is and honoring to go to, to be able to work with a person's body. I think you mentioned that and to, to have that sort of privilege. Um, but it's so respectful and the, the words body autonomy are coming to mind and just having someone ask you, can I touch you? Because we do, I, I think as I've learned more about the body, I realized that, you know, we often are touched or it's, it's, it's evolving into a new space where it is our body. And I don't know there, I think there's a lot around just that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is. You have a right to say no. Mm-hmm. Right. Or mm-hmm. yes to whatever contact you have. Mm-hmm. And it's so important, right. To respect, you know, people's capacity for, for that kind of contact. It might yeah. be really scary. There mm-hmm. might've been abuse and how mm-hmm. do you, really trust. Yeah. I I don't want to be touched there or that's enough. And, Mm -hmm. and to, Mm -hmm. you know, not take it personally, right. As the practitioner, right. That they're having an experience that, you know, I'm not trying to hurt them or I'm not hurting you, but it doesn't feel safe. It doesn't feel okay. We want to, we want to honor what the experience is and then keep exploring that further. Well, what, what wasn't, what isn't safe about that? Can we, Yeah. yeah. I feel like there's a lot of exploration there. It reminds me of a massage I had recently and you're helping me see that at that particular time I had had a flare up in a hip an injury I never had before it was it was just in the muscle on my hip and in the massage I think the therapist was manipulating me the way that she almost like prescriptively thought would work for me right and it got to a point where it did tap into emotion, which a lot of people, we don't even have that. We've been so many disconnected from our mind, body, spirit that we don't always connect that. I think in the past, I would have just been on the table like, oh, I just had a wave of sadness, not knowing that the touch brought it apart. So there's a couple parts of that where I didn't, I didn't really have that kind of relationship. You're, you're also talking about with your clients building relationships and um, yeah, this therapist kind of just going in, but also, I don't know. I feel like even in that experience, if I went back to it, if that were to tap into emotion, allowing that, allowing some space around it, allowing some time around it in order to process it. Right. And uh, do you uh, do you sometimes see too clients be like, whoa, whoa, <laughs> when you tap into something that's a bit more informational, intense, strong feeling for them? Yeah, and and yet that's why they come. Yeah, because that they I want to provide a container for that. Yeah, because every emotion has a sensation, and people don't always know that. They yeah. don't always know what is that sort of butterfly feeling is it excitement is it fear is it a combination that we're not used to exploring yeah right? sensation mm-hmm. of emotion 
So and being able to stay with it with someone saying, yeah, yeah. that's you're scared yeah. or, oh, you're sad. That's right. Can you just let that sensation be there with my, with yeah. me? And so that's going to be particular to each person that comes to you, to each, to each individual out there on earth. So then it's a, it sounds like it's a really a process of you being a guide and the intelligence coming up from them, but then it can kind of give, uh, I feel like your clients a roadmap to kind of deciphering, oh, what does that mean? That's really valuable information. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And maybe, maybe you don't have a story with it. Maybe it's just feeling, it's only feeling the emotion. Okay. Or maybe mm-hmm. there is, there is a memory. Mm-hmm. And so there's no, or maybe an image, there's no right or wrong about what comes or doesn't come. Some people want a story. They want to know yes. why. Right. And that's more of a head thing. So uh-huh. can we just let the body do what it does is mm-hmm. it can process. Maybe it's like having tingling or shaking or oh, yeah. vibrating or, you know, just, that the nervous system is processing it. We mm-hmm. don't have to always know in our heads. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that you... sometimes is scary for people, these sensations. It's like, what is that? All of a sudden my legs are, you know, vibrating or, you know, it's, so it's normalizing that, oh, this is how the body does. This is what our bodies do for us. Mm-hmm. They process things mm-hmm. and it's things that have been unconscious, right? Absolutely. Yeah. That's certainly, thought. we don't, we don't um, learn about our body's intelligence, about what emotions really are. We just tend to have a name for them, kind of period. (laughs) There might be a follow-up question sometimes to what they mean to somebody, but yeah, that um, land of venturing into the body. And, you know, you can, someone can be, when you were talking about your early background as a dance, a dancer, that when you, when, individuals use their body in a physical way, you have a relationship with your body, but it doesn't always mean that you know how to decode how it speaks to you. Well, and also there's, you know, dancers have to look a certain way. They have to be thin. They have, you know, there's this, all this pressure, right? And mm-hmm. performing is different than mm-hmm. feeling inside yeah, and, and following something inside. It is. Yeah. And, and yet a performer, you don't want to just have them like look good on the outside you want to have something of them coming through the movement as well yeah right Mm -hmm. so it's not that there's a separation with art you know yeah but that wasn't I was more interested in what was going on inside and I'm an introvert so it makes sense you know I wasn't so much interested in you know performing Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. and I think that that was something that was missing was that intimate connection and I knew how important it was to have right. someone just be with me, non-judgmentally, saying, I'm here with you. Can you trust and feel what your need was or is right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And let it let it be there. And uh, yeah, take some time. Yeah. It's spectacular. Yeah, um, it's kind of simple. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like that baby. Can I just oh respond to the need there? as a caregiver. And sometimes I can't, Mm -hmm. right? Moms can't be perfect. Parents can't be perfect or whatever. And it's okay. Mm -hmm. Babies are very resilient. You know, they don't have to be responded to every minute, every second. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Enough. It's, it's like enough. Mm. It, It feels like the dance though, when you are in communication with 
the person on the table or in your room, you're te- it's not teaching, but it reminds me of the dance that we are meant to be doing with each other as humans and right. relating to each other in this, in this giving and receiving sort of way. And what a beautiful process too, for someone to learn how to receive and express as well. Um, however, it's meant to come through if it's through the emotion, through words. So you said that rose Mm -hmm. movement, I know when you say, um, you said the Rosen method has movement and what was the second part of it? And the body work touch and the body work. So what does the movement look like? Um, within sessions, uh, a physical therapist. So Mm -hmm. she brilliantly took all the range of motion exercises for the joints for physical therapy and put it into a class. And so <laughs> it, when there's more proprioception in the joints, we have to know where our joints are because otherwise we want, want, don't want to hurt something. So there's a lot more sensation in the joints. So when our joints feel good, mm. we kind of feel good. So there's a creating of synovial fluid with movement, but so they're very particular. She's very particular about the movements. Yeah. It's more directed and okay. it's done to music. So it's kind of fun. It helps yeah. you know, music kind of lights up the whole brain, mm-hmm. kind of makes it fun. And it's in a circle, it's community oriented. It's not about, um, even though I'm leading, it's, it's about community. Mm-hmm. And so it's just fun and easygoing and yeah. it helps people open their bodies. Mm-hmm. And cause there are places where we've held, right. And that's, so it's another way to yes. get at feeling mm-hmm. like I might say, yeah, what's it like when you open your I'm putting my arm to the side here uh-huh. <laughs> and the shoulder blade do- drop down the back. Yeah. Oh, you know, that mm-hmm. we might not feel that that's what happens when we move our arm. So to get more of a sense of sensation and movement and connection in that yep. way too, with people having fun. It's yeah. yeah. It's so beautiful. that's the other part of the work. And it came before okay. that she started doing the body work. Actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Her client said, how can we age gracefully and not have to come to physical therapy? And she said, well, Let's do this. Yeah. Yeah. That's what comes to mind when you talk about the movement part of it, because uh, we in America, I feel like, you know, sports are prevalent when we're young and it's always push the body. And what are you going to do for your workout, your workout, you're going to lift weights, all the good, good things. And, and, but backing up and learning, I mean, both parts of the Rosen method teach us about our body about what right. it feels like. And I, when I think about even my aging parents, my mom had uh, the polymyalgia rheumatica, I think it was mm-hmm. called the PMR and then my, which was joint pain. And then my dad had Parkinson's and just how even for a, probably across a lot of diagnoses, things that are showing up at the body, the, these really just softer, gentler learning what you need movements are, part of being in our body more well movement is life i mean if we're not moving we're dead basically you know when we die we stop moving and if you've ever been with someone who's died they're not they're not there Mm -hmm. so just even the movement of the breath i mean just movement of the cell cell membranes are making i mean we are about movement life is about moving Uh, and so same thing with that body tension it's not moving mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. we had to not move something because yeah. it was too painful, there wasn't support to feel it. Yeah. So all those things, right? How yeah. we have, you know, um, put our bodies into a shape, even. Yeah, definitely. Yes. And yeah. um, I want to ask you a question just about 
how do you see sort of exercise and what do you think, because you're a body practitioner, you have been for a long time. What do you think is really good, even in the aging process for people to be doing? Well, walking is fabulous if you can, Mm -hmm. but you know, people like to dance, Uh, you know, whatever it gives you pleasure and joy and doesn't, and doesn't, you know, hurt you. Yes. I would say is great. It's great. And, and so weightlifting, all that stuff is fine. I don't see any problem with what people do unless they're like pushing past and forcing and thinking their body should do a certain thing in mm. a certain way every day, all the time. Mm-hmm. Can we mm-hmm. really be present to, oh, you know, today I need to rest. Yeah. Today I yeah. need to take a leisurely walk. Oh yeah. Now I need to really walk because it feels yeah. good, you know? So to respond again to what's inside, okay. to respond mm-hmm. to yourself. I mean, mm-hmm. to be in touch with that. And Marion Rosen said, you know, the Rosen movement really, she said once a week, what we want to do is open the body. So when you do anything else, you're not lifting weights from here, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You're lifting weights from a more open place, mm-hmm. right? Or whatever mm-hmm. that, yeah. that you should do a variety of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, so pleasure, pleasure, pleasure. That's what it sounds like in the dance. Absolutely. I, I'm really liking that one. Is Marion Rosen still alive, Marjorie? She died in uh, 2012 at 93, 92, I think. Mm-hmm. 92, yeah. What a body of work. What else, um, you know, with your journey with her studies, is there anything? I know I want to talk to you a little bit about your embodiment work too, but what have I missed with the Rosen method? Or have we covered like a nice general outline? It's a really just juicy area of work. <laughs> I just think the power of touch. I mean, we're mammals right Mm -hmm. and you know they've done studies that high licking rat mothers have calmer babies right yeah that there's more when there's contact and there's there's a there is that kind of attentive i'm really there with you yes kind of contact Mm -hmm. that's what's important for us Mm -hmm. that's what's really important and you know we have all kinds of um cultural conditioning that comes in. I mean, that we learn, like boys don't cry or they, and men can be angry, but women can cry, but they can't be angry, you know? Mm -hmm. You know, we have all these rules and schools and, you know, we're taught, we have to sit all the time at desks, we can't move, we can't wiggle or, you know. Absolutely. You know, there's all these, still a lot of cultural rules. Um, Religion has them, you know, how behavior, and not that some, all of them are bad. I'm not saying that. Yes. But can we be, um, you know, so much as, you know, weight for women. I mean, there's so much, right. That has not Absolutely. been supportive. Mm-hmm. Right? I know. And, yeah. I, I was going to mention, um, you know, racism too. You know, one of the things I wanted to do and I forgot at the beginning was to introduce myself. So people who are mm-hmm. just listening to know I am a white cisgendered older woman Mm-hmm. who's a touch practitioner that's 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 a lot of who i am yeah and that if you don't see me you know that that you have a sense of who i am Absolutely. and how i'm seen mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. people don't know maybe people have all kinds of assumptions by by what, how i look or even by those those things i said mm-hmm. so Absolutely. all that comes up in the touch work what has gotten in our way of being in our hearts, of seeing people. I love Valerie Carr. Do you know her work? I don't think I do. It's called, she's wrote a book called Revolutionary Love. And I 
And she says, um, and I, I wrote it down because I wanted to say it right. When you see someone, can you say, can you feel, you are a part of me I do not know, yet know. Mm. You are a part of me I do not yet know. And in a way, that's how I approach touching people. I don't, can we get to know each other? Yes, yeah. In a deep way. Mm -hmm. this, this wisdom that comes from knowledge of yourself, you know, that yeah. is there space for that. And she said, you know, can we wonder about people? Yeah. Yeah. Can we I... grieve with them? Because that's, mm -hmm. she said, that's the price, the gift in a way, and the price of love is it, this work allows me to care for people. Yeah. I, that it so comes across. I heard another friend of mine say last week, it reminds me of Valerie's quote is, I cannot exist without you. You cannot exist without me. It's very reciprocal. Yeah. Um, I appreciate everything you're introducing into our conversation about cultural conditioning because so much is invisible to us. But when we become open to getting curious, I, th I think there was a time that I even thought, oh, marketing doesn't affect me that much. Well, yes, it does. Yes, it does. You've just been almost like so cheapishly conditioned that you think it doesn't, but that's not <laughs> the ways that you've adopted or the, it's, it's a, you took on other people's thoughts and ideas of who you were supposed to be. And then, you know, you get to this point in life and you're just, it, you, I, you know, we all have inclinations, even when we're younger too, like this is not for me, this is not for me, but it's really dense and thick to move through. So just the conversation of let's just say what it is <laughs> and how we're affected by it and then work from that point, no judgment, no, just awareness. Yeah. And how to feel that, you know, what, what, I don't know about you. I don't, you know, I don't wear makeup and I, mm -hmm. I put lipstick on once, you know, when I was in junior high and it was like, oh my God, I don't, I can't stand the feel of that. Yeah. I don't like that. Uh -huh. So I never did that. <laughs> so I trusted that. Like, ooh, you know, yes. I don't like that. Yeah. So we don't, you know, get to trust that we're supposed to look a certain way to fit in. We want to belong. Of course mm -hmm. we do. Right. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. Valerie Carr also says, can we choose to fight for and with others? Yeah. You know, so she says that it's an orientation for, towards life that is personal, but also political or collective. Yeah. Because we live, we, we don't just, we're not just individuals. And Marion Rosen said that too. She said one time she was at an intensive and there, the whole room, people were crying. And she said, emotions are great. But that's not the end. Mm -hmm. What are we going to do with what the awareness that we have? What, how yeah. are we going to manifest that in our relationships, in the world, who we are? Mm -hmm. How do we mm -hmm. stay in our bodies? What feels right or not right? You know, that is huge reason for embodiment. Yes, yes. Um, I want to ask you, just circle back to get your thoughts on women and our bodies and all that we've been taking on of other people's ideas, the shame that we take on the not enoughness, the not. And I recently read a book, I'm forgetting the name, but it's by these identical twin sitter, sisters, mm -hmm. Lexi and Lindsay Kite. Do you know right, that work? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I really love, I love just the premise of it, but that often we're so often we're manipulating what our bodies, what we think they should look like for somebody else. It's There's not another, really another great yeah. book called my body is not an apology. Mm -hmm. 
That's really a great book. Mm, she thank just you. talks about how to love your body. So that's mm -hmm. what embodiment can do. So I have clients who don't like their bodies, but when they're actually feeling inside their bodies, yeah, they don't have that experience so mm -hmm. much. It's like, sometimes you do like, don't touch that, my big butt or something, you know, but yeah. But also they can start to feel how good it is just to be in them, in mm -hmm. them, their own body. Mm -hmm. And oh, it, it's not about how it looks. Sometimes I think we should get rid of mirrors, you know, just say, yeah. how, does, how does it feel? <laughs> Absolutely. I don't yeah. disagree with that. Um, yeah. Right. So, because yeah, there's a lot of yeah. pressure, a lot of pressure on women, mm -hmm. a mm -hmm. lot culturally to look a certain way. And to, you know, I always thought, you know, ties for men. You know, <laughs> keeping them from feeling their body in high heels for women, keeping them yes. from feeling the ground. So yeah, what, what is that? Mm -hmm. What is that that we do mm -hmm. to not be in connection with our bodies and, and especially in the white Western European mm -hmm. culture? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for those. Um, yeah. Just examples and what I tune into more and more every day is whatever it is in our world is our choice. And so if we can be aware of that, we do have that choice of how we speak to ourselves, how we choose or not choose to take time to be with ourselves, to any of these things, um, and that someone else doesn't get to say, I mean, we, we are living in a very prescriptive society. You know, I starting this business and it's like, oh, you should do these 10, 20, 30 things to make it a success. But if I distill it down to what's right for me, it's going to look completely different. And, uh, you know, you take bits and pieces, but I like this, this idea of the answers are within you. And yeah. yeah and there's a lot, like we talked about pressure from outside, mm -hmm. right? Yes. Just the way our institutions are, what I learned in school and what I didn't learn in school, who has yeah. control over that information. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, just like the Black Lives Matter movement saying, you know, I, I matter my body my who I am matters yeah. is really been hard for people white people because you know yeah I matter too yeah yeah people say that however I didn't go through 400 years of slavery mm -hmm. I didn't mm -hmm. matter at all yeah. like that yeah. I didn't have that genetic experience and so there's something really important to know that yeah I have I have choice and I don't have choice sometimes. yeah yeah absolutely I thought of that when I said that you know um so there's institutional forces. And so it's important to be aware of our history, to be aware yes. of where I stand, like financially, class yes. even, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. how much wealth I have or privilege I have. Yeah. There are these, you know, po power and privilege circles um, that you can put, you know, what, what, where am I, in, you know, in terms of. Yes. Where I fall. Being white, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. educated, you know, where's my power and where don't I have power? We all have that. Yeah. It's good to look at. And it is good. Yeah. What does mm -hmm. it feel like in your body mm -hmm. too? Um, well, that my neighbor it? might not have health insurance. Yes. Yes. I, I have it and they don't. Is that okay? No. It, it's like, there's something that, that my mentors um, that I've been working with for a while talk about essential goodness that we mm -hmm. have ability to feel, oh yeah, I care about mm -hmm. people. Mm-hmm. And to, to keep remembering that and to come to that, that's a, that's an embodied knowing what's important to me. Where do I actually literally want to put my body? 
take a take a stand in a way or mm-hmm. where I put my energy so the healing that I do inside helps me so that inside outside just like yes. we talked about at the beginning what's outside goes inside so when I have a sense of myself what can I bring forth in the world who I am yes. I don't have to be famous I don't have to you know I don't know I'm never going to write a book but you know, <laughs> I am really committed to that mm-hmm being who I am like that in the world, bringing that into the world. It's a very spiritual thing, really. Yeah, it is. Um, It's it's such a gift. I mean, when when I asked you if the Rosen method is far reaching, it's you said that there are not so many practitioners Mm -hmm. in the world, would you say? (laughs) There's, Mm -hmm. there's, there's, there's an institute, a Rosen Institute in, um, but yeah, it's not a huge number. And I think part of it is asking us to do our own work so when we are with people yeah we can really be with whatever arises Mm -hmm. and I have to do my own work and I I don't think Mm. uh it comes until you're older Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in a certain way yeah because in your 20s you're more out you're exploring it you know it's like that inner the inner I mean I think it could come I mean I think if we had had a different society maybe it would come more but I think takes a while mm-hmm. yeah to do your own healing to be able to really be with people yeah in this way yeah yeah and even you know how research shows that developmentally you know you reach developmentally 26 27 for men it can be even a little bit later because mm-hmm. I often think about that like oh will consciousness rise in younger populations earlier I think it is actually yeah and I think part of it is, is because of this, the, the larger container, because mm-hmm. people are saying, you know, like this LGBTQ, you know, uh, gay marriage, yeah. you know, because everybody, people, people are out and people, almost everybody knows someone who's gay. They yeah. work with them or, they, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. their parents, you know, at the same school. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's, if we can, and I think integration has also helped that to a certain degree that we have just more experience with people who are different than us or who mm-hmm. we haven't known. Mm-hmm. I live in a neighborhood with lots of, we have a lot of Somali immigrants here. And I live in a neighborhood with lots of Somali people. Yeah. So I get, and I was out the other night at Minnehaha Falls. It was a beautiful spring evening and there were people in saris and people playing. I mean, they're yeah. just people of all races and mm-hmm. kids running mm-hmm. around playing with each other. It was so sweet. That is, it is a multicultural yes. space yep. and people were, mm-hmm. it was great. I loved they were it. Yep. Yeah. Um, and I watch my kids and how they're experiencing life. And we live right outside of a big city as well is, um, you know, they, they, they're exposed to just a lot of difference of expression, thought. And so almost like when a couple of them have gone to university. It's been like a little more insular and not as, um, you know, maybe in, in thought and academics, but uh, yeah, it's a different time. And, and they're not afraid to say, Hey, you, you, you said that the wrong way or you, and it's wonderful because it is, we are moving into that time of just more acceptance. I'm just, and in conversations like these, just um, sort of bring ideas to more people it's exponential so I don't know if you want to finish Marjorie with anything we haven't touched upon yet so I'll ask you that before we finish up I think the only 
only other thing that I, I didn't say is, you know, to really that non-judgmental piece for mm-hmm. ourselves, mm-hmm. that what we did to survive something, we shouldn't ever judge that. Yeah. And that actually we should, can we receive it in that kind, loving way? It's like, oh, I had to hold, I had to hold mm-hmm. in order to get through something. And our yeah. bodies offer us that gift in a way. Yeah. But then mm-hmm. they say, you know, like that person is just like, I can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. There's some, at some point it says, knocks on our door and says, help. Yes. <laughs> right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And so that's why people come, I think, to me is they, they have tried many things. And so this idea of listening to what oh. their body needs yeah. is a really different approach than trying to fix it and do something and to say, okay, I'm going to really listen now. And not mm-hmm. judge you and not mm-hmm. try to force you to be different mm-hmm. to receive oh your pain or your sadness like your hip and say oh yeah, yeah that's what you needed to to feel sad and can it be safe enough and okay enough and have you know a supportive environment to explore maybe even what's underneath that that so there's I, something about mm-hmm. that really honoring those survival mechanisms mm-hmm. But also knowing that there's a way that our bodies can process that. Yeah. 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 Um, and it takes time mm-hmm. sometimes. Sometimes we have to titrate. We have to do little bits at a time. We can't yeah. just do it bell swoop. It's kind of like grieving someone. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, I don't grieve someone all, you know, at one point. I might have a memory of my grandmother. Yeah. And I'll feel sad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I missed her. Yeah. I know. So true. I entered a church the other day and it's like, my dad had most recently died, but just the memories of my mom, you know, who passed away a while ago. And I like that you're, that's kind of how we're kind of finishing up because it reminds me of, (laughs) she'll know which sister it is if I say this, but I think she was having back pain. And I had asked a question, like, I wonder what it's here to tell you. And I don't think that we've been cultured to ask that question first. And so, um, but I think it's a great place to start. And like you're saying, without judgment, almost with reverence, like it might be painful, but how have you protected me? Thank you. And I'm so curious about what, what's here for me. Um, yeah, and I don't want, I don't want to, you know, go to the doctor, make sure it's not something structural or whatever. Yeah, yeah that's right. fine. You know, not to say that that's not exactly. Fine. Yes. It's another way in and yeah. Yeah. Can I experience something different? What, yeah. What, what was it like before I had to do that? I don't know. You know, what, whatever arises from yeah. your own wisdom and experience. Yeah. So I like that. And to tend the wound. Yes. Right? And you bring up a good, um, just point of it's, it's multi-dimensional. It's I, that's the way when I went through my healing journey, I kind of like, I was curious. I tried acupuncture. I tried Reiki. I had never done it, you know, and it's such a gift to, to go to a healer like yourself, if that's possible, where can uh, the listeners find you. I think you have a website. I have a website um, and there's, I, I teach sometimes through the Rosen Method Open Center, mm-hmm. which is based in, in New York, but we teach anywhere. Okay. And there in Minnesota, we're offering an introductory workshop to both the movement and the body work in September. And we've got some students here. Mm-hmm. And so we're offering um, some other kinds of trainings 
okay. people who want to study it. Uh, yeah. Probably an intensive in November here. Beautiful. Um, yeah. It's for personal growth or for professional growth. It's not, you don't have to become a practitioner. Yeah. Uh-huh. It can just be for your own experience. And yeah. So Gorgeous. That's yeah. happening. And there are, other, there are other centers around the world. So the Rosen Institute has a list of them. Okay. There's, there's a couple more in the United States. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's great. We'll put all the information in the show notes of the episode. Um, I want to thank you for being here and sharing your wisdom, your knowledge, and your body of work with us, Marjorie. It's been a real pleasure to sit with you. Yeah. It's been really fun. I'm surprised. I'm more relaxed than I thought I'd be. (laughs) I love that. Okay. I want to say thanks to the listeners. Thanks for being here and uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of Mystical Sisterhood. If you love what you heard, please visit Apple Podcasts and subscribe and leave a review and share with a friend if you're called to do so. To learn more about my one-on-one coaching programs or join the Mystical Sisterhood membership, visit MaureenSpielman.com or MysticalSisterhood.com. Thanks so much. I'll see you in the next episode.